Sup, babes? This is Scaramouche, here to let you know that this new version of Samurai Jack is not for children. Much like this podcast, babes. Hope you enjoy, except for you babes. I, and by that, I mean babies. All right, let's record. I'm... Well, should, you know what we should what? do? We should do the disclaimer. Oh, we already have the disclaimer, because we have it from the last oh, episode. Oh, that's right. Don't that's right. Scaramouche. That's true. Yeah, I, I paid him like 200 bucks for that. I forgot, sorry. I'm Jeremy, the wandering Scotsman. <laughs> no. Horseman. Please don't be the wandering Scotsman. <laughs> uh, that makes me his wife. <laughs> oh, 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 Which... oh, improvisation gone wrong. Oh, no. Oh, uh... no. I'm Chelsea. Just, and just play it out. I'm Chelsea, and you're listening to Jacked Up, a podcast about season five of Samurai Jack. Wait, you forgot about me. Ask me who I am. Who are you? I'm the animation budget for this episode. What? You're so weak, I don't think the microphone Please. is picking you up. I'm the animation budget for this episode. Oh. Please you, help me. You seem pretty sickly. It was terrible. <laughs> Aku ravaged everything <laughs> on this episode. He did, actually. He kind of stole the show early on. It was miserable. That's a great segue into plot synopsis. Um, <clears throat> here's, here's how this episode goes. The wandering Scotsman says some uh, says some uh, slut shamey things to his army of uh, to his army of I can only assume are like legitimate daughters from his only wife that we've well, ever seen for many episodes. It doesn't matter if they're legitimate or not. That's true. Okay. They're his. They're his, his army daughters. of daughters. Who all um, look the same? He is both their general and their daddy. Um, <laughs> Aku ravages the army and is extremely bored. Uh, the wandering Scotsman turns his toxic masculinity towards Aku before dying, and then he comes back because of Deus Ex Machina level Celtic magic. It's like literally how it's delivered in the episode. And then we pan to Jack and Ashi who get off the uh, who get off of the island that they were left on on episode four by riding on a dragon whom Jack has befriended instantaneous un- unclear Ashi has a monologue she has a monologue? well like a dialogue dialogue this, yeah this, yeah dialogue she tries to talk to Jack and learn more uh, learn more about how her ways are misguided he says no she gets angry and he's like alright well whatever she asks Jack about how the stars come to be Jack says that the sun and the moon ride a whole bunch of uh, the animation budget into the sky and shoot some stars everywhere and then they go to see a whole bunch of other stuff that, like, Aku has wasted or destroyed or ravaged. And she very quickly is, like, just does a total 180. And then the rest of the episode actually happens. Um, they go to one of the places that was ravaged by Aku, and they find the animation budget lying there in a, like, <laughs> broken heap, telling them that the children have all been taken to this factory. Um, Jack and Ashi then go to the factory and are attacked by the, uh, wasted animation budget. Um, and, uh, Jack manages to help Ashi get to safety in the rafters. However, he gets overtaken by the, uh, children. 
and Ashi has this epic fight which with who I can only assume, and for the sake of the joke, is Dexter from Dexter's Lab as a full-grown adult, and kind of a creepy misogynist. Well, yeah, he was a redhead, wasn't he? Yeah. That's funny. And um, Jack gets completely overtaken. Ashi goes through some, like, crazy, intense, like, moment, and she beats up Dexter and uh, saves, quote-unquote, all the children by overloading their frequency chip thing that's making them all go berserk. They all follow the floor, according to Jack, dead, and Jack accepts his fate as a failure and walks away uh, out of this episode and into something that has a better animation budget, ne'er to return again. With the green samurai. With the green samurai. And green samurai talks. Yeah, he, the green samurai turns to the camera, looks you dead in the eye, you get like this surreal sort of ambient sort of sound for a moment, and he says, Chelsea was right. <laughs> yeah, he, it, was, <laughs> it was so surprising that they wrote that into the script so far in advance of me making that prediction. Like, yeah, you I know, mean, they like, had to animate that, like, probably months and months and months ago, and... Uh, like, he, he clearly foresaw our criticism, but not in a way where, like he could have delivered something more interesting. Which, like, I don't know. Now I'm not sure if, like, he's he's just... He, 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 he's just, like, using, using like, his, his, like, larger knowledge to just be, be catty? Well, or be tongue-in-cheek? I think it's like fine. I, I think it's fine for the, the Green Samurai to represent death. I think that, like, the it makes sense with, like, some of the cultural references that uh, Tartakovsky is pulling from. That, I think, I mean, it makes total sense. Also, I love how the Green Samurai is animated. Um, yeah, in, he's really cool. In every episode up until the next one. <laughs> um, this So, episode five and... and episode six sucks, by okay, the way. Okay, babe, you don't have to yell because... It, Sorry, okay, listeners. please don't yell <laughs> because it makes the editing really hard. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you can express yourself without yelling. Try. Okay. Um, it sucks. So, sucks. so that's the plot synopsis. Oh, then something happens after that, after the Green Samurai says that I'm right. Oh, yeah, all of the children weren't dead, and Jack has given up on his quest for absolutely nothing. And Ashi can't find him. And Ashi can't find him. Because he left with death. Yeah. So do you want to get into animation? Because clearly you have thoughts on it. And I have a couple of things I want to say, but um, I'll wait. I'll wait for those moments. Oh, it still hurts. I think I. I think I might need to like go to a, go to an acupuncturist or like a massage therapist to just like work out this like this this stress that I got from watching some of the scenes in this episode. You look like you want to say something. Well, I was just thinking, like, because I remember when the episode first started, it just seemed like another episode and then something changed and i think it was like with the blue people after right? they got to the city that's kind of when it changed like after when they left the city uh, yeah i guess when they went and saw the blue people um and that's when the rest of that's when the animation really changed it's hard for me to describe exactly what changed but it felt fundamentally different and the only thing that i want to comment on um is as far as the bad animation is that, like, I thought the corpses that they were showing us were, like, blue and blobby just because it's, like, 
and it's kind of out of focus and we're not going to show you the gory bits. But actually those species, beings, whatever, are just blue and blobby. Like, that's actually how they looked. I was like, oh, okay. They're, like... It was surprisingly generic. It was weird. But what I did love, I want to insert some positivity in here because I feel like you're about to focus on the bad. I loved how Aku was animated. Yeah. He was amazing. I also really liked... I didn't necessarily like what was happening, but I liked some of the content of, like, when Jack was taking Ashi around, like, showing her the tree and showing her, uh, like, and the stars. Like, so, like, basically all the pieces you just said were, like, where they put the animation budget and then clearly ran out of time or motivation or something. So, anyways, you your turn. So there were there were some really great moments, like when Jack is telling Ashi the story about the sun and the uh, the sun and the moon shooting the stars up into the sky. It's really pretty. It's a great visual throwback to the previous episode where we saw the amoebas that were using like the the sol- like the really solid color blocks to de- uh, to denote form, um, and that was really cool. It was great to see that kind of continuing as like a part of uh, Tartakovsky's aesthetic for the remainder uh, for like the rest of this show. Um, there there were some other uh, there was definitely some great stuff when Aku was fighting the army when he just turned into that giant giant cannonball sort of thing and just rolled over everyone um i've always been fond of how tartakovsky animates aku in any fight scene because he's so fluid and so formless mm-hmm. it's in some ways that can be extremely challenging because you you have to be very careful with how he ends up moving but it can be like a really great opportunity visually to portray like different kinds of movement. And that's really where Tartakovsky excels. And I'm mentioning this too, exclu- especially because when, when Tartakovsky in this episode doesn't have that same level of animation, because you're so used to seeing him deliver really high quality, as soon as anything changes to like, uh, to denote anything between like just not not following through on doing like the final finishing touches on something or or like whatever else when it doesn't work with Tartakovsky it's really it's it's really like abrasively like there it's really hard to ignore it and in this episode especially when they go to the uh, the lab there are some moments that are visually interesting, like when Ashi is running through the uh, shadows of the uh, pipes and stuff. Yeah, and, you and see... like the, f- the background and foreground gets kind of mixed up a little bit. Yeah, that was cool. It's a nice it's a nice contrast from like seeing how Jack was moving in like the whiteness of previous episodes. Ashi is like much more familiar with the shadows mm-hmm. and darkness, and like he portrays that in the way that the uh, the animation ha- sequence happens through some of the some of the parts in that in that like battle sequence and and now i'm just gonna like get to get to the elephant in the room the uh the children were just really crudely animated when i'm looking at some portions of it there there are very clear loops that some of the uh the hordes of like these children are on and they're all the way in the foreground i like i can't like i'm torn between one of two things either tartakovsky didn't have the time to move like to like move forward to like see see those animation sequences all the way through and he had to just 
walk away from something that was still in like a sketched sort of phase because that's kind of how it looks like there's I'm, I think there's even a moment when a horde of children like pour out of a window or something mm-hmm. and it literally looks like they're just dragged it like a like, flash animation yeah, and they look they also look like one amorphous blob with like an occasional arm or head or something yeah and like and that or or there's this like Tartakovsky does very pared down and very minimalist scenes and he's been ex- he's been experimenting a lot with that and up until now it's been really really like just great really stellar stuff but here i think especially if you have any sort of like a like a heavy minimalistic composition when it when it doesn't when it doesn't click and when it's not when it's not working it's impossible to not notice because that's kind of like at the end of the day that's like all you have because yeah. his art style is so color blocky well, and there were some moments, even in like the, the bat. We'll call it the bad half of the episode with the, like when they're in the lab. There were some moments that really worked, like when Jack is running on a pipe before he makes the jump and fails. There is a camera shot where you, the camera is underneath him, and like that really worked. Oh yeah. And then there's another. We already talked about the uh, the stuff with Ashi and the shadows, and then there's another one of like. One of the kids, Jack is hiding, and one of the kid monsters opens a door, and it's just, like, black and red. That was cool, yeah. but then it went to crap really quickly. <laughs> you do you do also notice that when Jack's running on the pipe, it really looks like he's punching the air. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Funny you should say that. That's what I thought when I first watched the episode. And again, I still think that. I did appreciate that he didn't make that jump, though. Like, you feel it, because we're so used to him making every single jump that he does. And it was like he he was gonna make it, and then no, they they got him. Any I, other animation thoughts? I can't I can't say anything that will help our listeners in so any other way. I have one more critique of the animation or maybe the art style, the art direction, and that was in um, in the second half of the episode. We're in there in that like lab environment. The use of backgrounds was just really bad. Like there's one moment where Ashi is caught by these robot hand things, and like to emphasize like that moment of her being caught she's like spread eagle is really the only way to describe how she's pinned and then the back the wall behind her or the background behind her is like red but in actuality the wall behind her is like metal but they would like try to make it like really emotional and it just like it felt too a little too comic booky they do it again when the the blue kid things like we when jack thinks they're dying and their, their like heads are freaking out and one of them is like freaking out and the background is like these moving lines and it just didn't it just didn't feel like it felt like a totally different animator there were some scenes that felt like yeah. our regular stuff and then others that I was like what are you doing or the scene where Ashi like overcomes the her, she's being tortured overcomes like the like, torture that she's enduring and like flies forward to punch Dexter in the face and like that streaky background. Dexter. Well, I, I like it too because I hate Dexter. Um, yeah. You know, that streaky background to show motion and I, it just felt like, I feel like the way those kinds of backgrounds have been used in the past have been more sophisticated and more subtle and I was really aware of how crappy they were and I, and that I think was a big difference. You know you know what that, that moment, those moments 
kind of reminded me of, actually. What? It's funny that you mentioned Dexter, because I, I literally just made this connection. It looks like some of the stuff that I saw in Dexter's lab with some of their some of their fight scenes with Mon- with Dial M for Monkey. I don't remember, so... Or, or I like, believe you. When, when he was doing, like, Hanna-Barbera-level cartoons, which were, like, not on the same level as Samurai Jack. Yeah, I don't... I don't, you know, we do know way more about, like, cartoons and animation than I do, but... Well, like, the, the, like, the almost, like, epilepsy seizure-inducing sort of light situation that's happening with, like, the, the lightning is very much, you can, you can watch, like, uh, any Dexter's Lab Yeah, episode that, no, the... yeah, that, yeah, I get <laughs> that part. Um, should we get into character development? Yeah, let's go to character development. You... Wait, wait, I think I might have, I'm trying to think of, like, a way to, a way to do, like, a... It's character development. Um, we don't need to have an intro for every segment. Are these characters gonna develop? Are they gonna stay just the way they are? Are they gonna do anything past what we'd really like them to be doing? <laughs> good. That's a good little jingle. Um, I know you have things you want to say about Ashi. I would like to really quickly talk about Aku, uh, and I would like to talk very briefly talk about Jack real quick before you get into Ashi, if that's okay. Aku's actually like I'm seeing like he's more in this in this, se- this season. He's got more character than I saw in any of the previous yeah. episodes. From I love that he's bored and experiencing ennui, and he's like depressed. I love that moment where he's like, perhaps destroying these, whatever, will pull me out of my malaise. Like, it's just such a good moment. And I also really like the, um, there was a, I don't know if it's character development, but there was a really interesting scene where the um, Scotsman is yelling at him and, like, he destroys the Scotsman. But... You can interpret that a couple of different ways. It's like this like godlike creature is destroying this really annoying little gnat. Or he knows that the Scotsman is right on some level. Um, you know, he because Jack is still out there and he actually can't do anything about it. And he kills the Scotsman because he's, you know, facing truth. Um, or... He like loses the will to continue slaughtering everyone at that point, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, mm, why am I doing this? Or it's um, that he's like... It's not that he's facing truth, but in that moment he realizes that there isn't a foe really worthy of, of him other than Jack, but he has no way of engaging Jack anymore. Like, Jack's not pursuing him. So, like, every, anything else that he fights is, like, not as satisfying. And I think, you know, you can read whatever you want into that moment, but I thought that that was a cool, a cool scene for him, for Aku, because maybe you can Aku, interpret his actions in a bunch of different ways, and it's, that's kind of cool. Maybe Aku doesn't really want to kill Jack either. Well, that's exactly, that's what I mean. Like, you have these little interactions where, he, like, is he second-guessing him his decisions? I mean, probably not, because he's, like, a supremely evil being, but certainly he, he doesn't feel fulfilled because he's not actively fighting Jack anymore. Yeah, and he hasn't. He had, he didn't have to the entire time he threw him through the time portal and <clears throat> he's destroyed all the other portals back and right. hasn't seen him. Right. He knows he's out there, but yeah. Um, and then the... I, I think Jack's character development 
is like he one more one more thing i think i think aku feels like he's in a stalemate yeah he's certainly like bored and not feeling very fulfilled as an evil character (laughs) right right Uh, i like aku actually i've always liked aku he's an interesting character he's funny i like i love the voice actor who does him too oh he's voiced by iroh from uh avatar well he's voiced by the same guy who does iroh but no, it's actually It's Ira. actually Iroh. Yeah. Anything else about Aku? I do want to talk about Jack before you talk about Ashi. I'm, I'm all done with Aku. So I think this is one... This is like the first episode where Jack's character development is pretty flat, except for the until the very end of the episode, and it actually focuses on someone else for a goddamn time, like mm-hmm. for once in a while. And so... Um, you know, Jack kind of stays the same. He's taking on this, like, sage kind of role, showing Ashi how the real world is. And, um, at least from his perspective, it's how the world is. Whether it's right or wrong, to be determined. I, I think, not, we didn't talk about this on the podcast, but one time I asked you, what if Jack is actually the evil one? And the reason why we interpret everything that Aku is doing as evil is because we're seeing the entire show in reality through Jack's eyes. Right. Which I think is interesting, especially since he's killing people now. But anyways, um, I don't think that's actually true. I just think it's a funny thought experiment. So his his character... It's like the thing of what if Jack's just hallucinating everything. Or that. Or that. Yeah, you've brought that up in the past. Um, I think... So his character development's pretty flat um, until the very end where he... You know, he's having... He's fighting off these kids, but he's not killing them. He's just trying to, like, protect himself... And then he thinks that they die, and he sees a green samurai, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go kill myself now. Um, Which is a pretty big moment. I really appreciate that even though Jack has that big moment, they still kind of give the end of the show to Ashi. And I I have a critique about exactly what was happening at the end of the the thing, but I appreciate that she kind of gets the last little bit of screen time. So your turn. I, yeah, I I have, I have some opinions. Like, there was a lot of character development for Ashi. Yeah. Not the kind you wanted, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't, it didn't seem as like, I mean, granted, again, the show is called Samurai Jack. He's like the title character. But at the same time, it, it seems, again, like lazy writing to see the total 180 that Ashi makes in this episode just happen. In one episode. In one episode. Yeah. Like, without any struggle. She, she just, like, like, I, I would, like, I think she would, like, there would be, there could be so, uh, such an, uh, like, an interesting opportunity for character development to see her, like, I, like, I'd love, like, I love to see her come to, like, the, the conclusions that Jack presents, but I, it's not believable to me that they happen without, without more, more of a challenge, because this is someone, this is someone that spent her entire life being told exactly what to think and in a in a way that is brainwashing i mean uh, jack did deal with his um killing humans for the first time trauma in one episode but the difference is that in that episode we were shown the a much longer passage of time Right. Which was, it was at least, because he kind of goes through those emotions in episode three, and that was at least five days. 
Now, if we're talking an actual human being emotional time, probably not enough time to deal with the trauma of killing a person for the first time, but in cartoon time, plenty of time. And with Ashi's 180, sure, it probably happened over a matter of days, but we're not really shown the same passage of time. So as far as we know, this is just like one day that they're walking around in the immediate area and they come upon the tree and they come upon the city and they find the dead blue people. Well, and like the way that Jack struggled and overcame his problems were so much deeper than the way that Ashi did. Yeah. Like if I if I like if if if, if I were animating this in a way that just had to slap everything together to get from A to B and Jenny Tarkovsky didn't see what I had done until the episode was released on Adult Swim. I don't know. Like, I'd probably have something along the lines of Ashi going, well, I don't know, maybe he's nice. And then the the moon would turn and face me and go, no, kill him. You are wrong. And then uh, Ashi would be like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll wait till later or something. I want to learn more. He saved my life. And the moon, uh, the moon would turn into the sun and go, you are a failure. But I didn't make this episode, so they made some different decisions than I made. Or would have made. Um, I, just, I did just remember that at the end of episode three, Ashi does get a flashback. That, uh, with a ladybug flashback. Yeah. And I think that's important. But I, I still hear your point. And I do think, maybe you were about to say this, that... Like, she's kind of... She doesn't get to have her own perspective on the world. She goes from, like, her cult's perspective directly over to Jack's perspective. She doesn't actually get to time to experience things on her own and decide. Well, and I don't... And I think that that's the big problem. Uh, yeah, I don't know why she decides to side with Jack. Yeah. She has no reason to, except that he... Except that he technically saved her? Sort of? Sort of? He, ha- he well, also... he, he didn't let her die. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's saving her, but he didn't kill her. He only he only kills all of her sisters. <laughs> Which, if she's the one that said, what, what was the what was the first thing that any one of them said? It was like failure. Failure deserves death, or something. Um, like she would have death is failure, right? <clears throat> I don't know. You know, like... I. Th- one thing I've never thought about this until now, but and so she does this one eighty and everything. She's not. I mean, I get death is failure. I, maybe this explains it, but she's not even a little bit pissed off at him for killing six of her identical septuplet sisters. Right. Like I mean, she's not even a. Li- she at no point is she emotionally struggling with that. These people that she grew up with. But he didn't kill the and, ladybug. He killed but he, all of her sisters, exactly, but not the but ladybug. But he didn't kill the ladybug. That's exactly what I was leading up to. That's exactly what I was leading up to. I'm so glad you said that. Walter, please don't knock things down. This is our cat, Walter. Yeah. He, he, well, is, you he is so upset. He's just He has absolutely nothing he wants to say about this episode. Anything else about Ashi's character development that you want to talk about? Uh, I, I do, but I'm not sure if it belongs here or in the misogyny. The feminist lens. The the feminist lens. Okay, let's, so should we get into feminist lens? Yep, let's put our feminist lenses on. All right, I, I think I'd like to tackle this in chronological order of how the episode went, if that's okay with you. All right. 
Go for so, it. Uh, the beginning of the episode starts with Aku. Great. We're happy. Then we see the Scotsman. Cool. Great. We're happy. And then we see this like tall, buxom redhead who calls the Scotsman dad. And she's kind of dressed in like a vaguely Scottish bathing suit and like a choker. Uh, okay. So my reaction to that was like, ah, oh, great, we're going to see some women like dressed in the way that Tartakovsky likes to animate women, which is like big boobs, tiny bustier. But maybe they get to like fight and do some kick-ass shit. I really no. want to be excited to see the Scotsman. Yeah. Well, the answer is no. He, you know, she's like, I'm ready and then to fight. And then he is like slut-shaming her for what she's wearing. On the one hand... I kind of, I, it could be interpreted as, like, why do we always put women in these, like, scanty outfits when they're supposed to be badass fighters? Especially when you think about what we think Ashi is wearing is, like, a black cat suit. We'll talk about that next episode. On the other hand, he's just kind of slut-shaming her for dressing the way she's dressed. Like, fuck you. She was about to go fucking risk her life for you, you asshole. <laughs> like, that was... Right, What's yeah. What's my reaction? That daughter felt no remorse for her father dying. And then, well, she did actually, but uh, yeah. they all did. But, and then he, and then the, you know, then we see that he has like an army of all of his daughters and they all also get slut shamed and cover themselves up with their, um, what are those things called? The tar- tartans? Sorry. Blankets? No, they're not blankets. He always called um, Jack's robes pajamas, so I'm happy to like turn that on. Um, and then, uh, Another thing that really s- stuck out to me is that, with the ex- again, with the exception of different hairstyles, all of these women look the same. But they Chelsea, the- they're all of his daughters! Well, well, first of all, I'm pretty sure Yoda's a feminist, and I don't know why he's being devil's advocate here, but you should have used Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but we but actually don't use that because I think his accent is like far more annoying and upsetting for a number of other reasons. Um, yes, they're all his daughters. They could have all been redhead but have different faces. They could have. I just we, they were all they they had the literally the exact same features. Even body shape, like if everything was identical except their outfits and their hair were different. How and many were where, there? Where have we seen this before? The septuplet daughters of Aku, which yes, right. they're septuplets, so we expect them to look alike. But but also, fuck you is my answer to that. And um, <laughs> so so uh, and then the Scotsman dies, and I was like, okay, great. Now these ladies are gonna be awesome. No, because he comes back as a ghost, and they're still in service to him. So that's kind of a bummer. I was like, oh, maybe in a future episode we'll see his daughter, like, avenging him and, like, you know, being the active agent. Nope. She's still going to take orders from her ghost dad. Her ghost dad is going to be slut-shaming her for the rest of her life. Yeah, she better, like, exercise, exorcise that sword or whatever. There's there's a moment that really, really bothers me in a, in a weird way. And I've I'm, I've finally been able I found a way to put words into it, and I think it will go into it'll be a good like prompt for for where I think you want to take this discussion next with that. There's a moment when Jack befriends this like sea serpent, and he tells Ashi to climb on. Yeah, you get so upset. We watched the episode twice now, and you get so upset every time at that moment, and I don't understand why. And she and she does, and it's like. This this will sound really, really weird, but it kind of sounded odd to me the tone that he used to tell her to get onto the sea serpent. 
it, it just sort of it sounded similar to like like a, a, a like a dude telling his girlfriend to get in the car or something. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I mean, he, that's kind of what he was doing, I guess. But like, two there, like, like also there's like, there's this there's this dilemma with the way that the storyline is happening for Ashi right now. Because and we've brought up Mad Max before, but I'll I'll kind of see if I can avoid just doing a direct comparison. Because Ashi is escaping from one captor only to it's basically just be a captive to someone else. Not literally, but she's kind of just like flailing around hopelessly, and the only person who can give her any other way of viewing everything so far has been Jack who tells her that everything that she thinks is wrong. And that seems like kind of, like, looking at it from her perspective, that's kind of culty. So, like, at that moment, for me, the reason it really pisses me off, because it, 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 it really hit home for me that it was this, like, larger symbol for now, now you're with me. Mm-hmm. And, like, granted, as soon as they go to the uh, the other side of, like, the, the ocean and, like, make their way to the beach, he just kind of looks at her and says goodbye. He he kind of, like, lets her, le- like, kind of lets her lets her go, quote-unquote. Well, he didn't want to leave her stranded on that tiny-ass little island. I right. think, you know, and he could have done that. It seems kind of, like, culty, like, kind of culty and, like, not controlling in quite the same way, but just controlling in a, in a different way that, like, that someone like Ashi, who is extremely physically capable and very, very like otherwise like ruthless and fearless, is has has like the the tenacity of a of a child when it comes to like world advice and like thinking freely. I mean, I, I think that you know if we were debating this, and I'm not debating it, but I I'm just imagining what the other side would say. People would say, well, she was raised to not question because she was raised in a cult, so it might feel very, like, normal and comforting or whatever to her to, you know, be a follower of some sort. And she probably didn't develop critical thinking skills beyond a certain point because she was part of a cult. However... I mean, that's kind of what bothers me. However... It's lazy storytelling because let's imagine... (laughs) Let's imagine a different... So if you haven't figured out that, like, kind of having a sexist storyline makes for really lazy, boring storytelling. But anyways, um, you can imagine a situation where he, like, tells her to get on the dragon and she gets to see a dolphin, which I thought was funny. I was like, ooh, look at all the cool things in the world. Here's a dolphin. And also I'm going to try to drown you. But she, Her thoughts at that moment are, what is that? I hate it. Exactly. Like, she doesn't know what that is. <laughs> she doesn't even know to think that it's cute because I don't think she understands cute. But imagine the situation where they get on the dragon, and he drops her off at the beach, he says goodbye, she's really pissed at him, but it's starting to have a change of heart, and so it goes in a different direction, and then we just follow her, like, experiencing the world on her own, for herself, making mistakes, not making mistakes, and, and getting to have this experience totally on her own, and she then decides whatever the fuck she decides. And then maybe goes, and then maybe tracks down Jack, not this other thing that happened. Like, I was so sad when I was first watching this episode because I saw a trailer for episode six in which Ashi was know. just walking through that a forest. That really got your hopes up, didn't it? And that's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, I, was, I saw that trailer and I was like, oh my god, it's, I'm gonna be, we're going to be wrong. 
Oh my goodness, I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh man, Spoiler I so alert for episode six, we weren't wrong. Nope. <laughs> right. Also, for episode five, we told you so. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else about Ashley that you want to talk about? Because there are a couple other, like, feminist-y things I want to bring up. I guess, like, the, the bondage scene thing? Yeah. So that's what I was going to talk yeah. about. Like, Go for it. It's, I mean, it's not really a bondage scene, but what's... What's kind of icky about it is like the position that she's like held in because those okay she so she's like a really skinny character and those claw things like we saw her jump through the the hole the, that their claws create when they're fully closed so I get it they like couldn't squeeze her but they could have pinched her torso which by the way really poor design also yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know but. But they could have, like, grabbed her in a number of other ways that wouldn't, like, they could have pinched, you could imagine them pinching, like, her arms to her side, not, like, spread eagle. And then on top of that, she gets tortured, and all of this is, like, obviously non-consensual, and there's, like, that face switching thing. And so it does, like, kind of allude to certain, like, things. <laughs> but, which, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum here. But the icky, what, what, what? I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. You've I, never heard that? No, I've never heard that before. Yeah, you don't want to, like, something that somebody likes, you don't want to be like, oh my god, that's disgusting. So it's not necessarily the visuals or whatever that these scenes are evoking that bothers me. It's just that on top of that, it's like, it's not a consensual situation. She does end up being tortured. In the end, you know, she fucking destroys him, and there's this badass scene where she's, like, silhouetted. And in this, like, don't fuck with me stance while he explodes. And that's pretty awesome. But she does have to go through some shit. And it is kind of like, it's a very similar situation to when Jack was, like, in the cave before the wolf came and saved him. He was, like, sweating and, like, pulling the knife out. And she, you know, like, we have some scenes of her face, like, being really pained and intense. Something about that sequence was really icky. Yeah, like, I guess, like, uh, like again, to compare, the way that Jack deals uh, deals with pain is, like, kind of dude bro and he chills out in a cage. The way that Ashi deals with her pain is with a bondage, like, kink rape scene. Well, that's not her dealing with her pain. She fucking somehow finds the superhuman strength to fight off her assault sexual assaulter not that he was like sexually assaulting her but it is kind of a metaphor for yeah um because he was like so enjoying it she somehow has to find the superhuman strength and to escape like to fight back and escape him and it also kind of perpetuates this idea that like women are responsible for their own safety in these kinds of situations and I don't know. I'm, I think that that might be a little bit of a stretch here, but there, there's some connections there, I think. Oh, yeah. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is, like, so she does get to have the last word in the episode, and I did appreciate that she closes out the episode versus Jack, like, Me walking too. into the mist. However, her closing out the episode is being really concerned about where he went. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, did she really get the... to? close out the episode not really do you think she ever is going to get to close out the episode maybe when she dies i don't know i don't even think when she dies yeah i know because then jack will be like ah, and then do and something. then it will give him the strength to yeah end the show just just as you know <laughs> i think i think the theme that or the the recurring feeling that i'm getting 
is like really enjoying some of the visuals and like the art direction not necessarily the content of that art direction but the overall look and feel and tone and then just being really disappointed in the narrative that I'm being told there are some good moments but mostly disappointment <laughs> well and like what is it one of one of my favorite quotes of aesthetic ever is uh, the, the the gracefulness of a curve is never truly realized until juxtaposed with a with a hard edge. In in this in this context, the shittiness of like the the shitty moments of this show are especially made shitty because there are such great and beautiful and amazing moments in this show. On the other hand, too, maybe that's Tartakovsky's Endgame. Maybe that's why the good <laughs> moments are so good. Well, what do you mean He's by like, good we, moments? Like, what are the good moments that you're talking about? The good moments, the like visuals, me, or the good moments points in the story? Because I would argue that the good moments are when we get really strong animation and visuals and the score, and yeah. it's all working together. And at the same time, those actual moments can have shitty moments happening in them where the content and the story that's being told is just lazy or predictable or all of these other problems that I see in it. That's true. Yeah, never mind. No. But I do think that the contrast is there. There's still that square and curved contrast. It is in the animation in this episode. Well, yeah, so this this episode... This one's an a, exception. Yeah. Um, I was really disappointed with this episode, personally. I know. I know you were. Uh, yeah, I... <clears throat> like, I went into this episode and the next one thinking that it was going to go... You had really high hopes. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean... So high. You fell so far. They duped me, too. They did. Adult I'm Swim sorry. totally did a bait and switch. You fell so... Like, I just kind of, like, went down one stair step. You, like, fell down the fucking flight of stairs. Oh, God. I, I felt... I felt so awful. You did. It was really bad. <laughs> L- uh, listeners, like... I, like, the, the moment that, like, we actually first watched these episodes, I was really tempted to, like, try and get, like, a picture or something. Because, like... I was literally having a panic attack yeah, it was, through. It was, I was, yeah, I was, it was like hyperventilating. Yeah, you were very upset. Um, but I think we should have some final thoughts and close out. Uh, I think that this was a really lousy episode. Um, I hope that it's not a signifier of times to come. I'm extremely curious, I'm really curious to see how the show is actually going to be finished. For, like, the reasons that I guess we've we still discussed, like, I don't know if Jack is going to, like, just kill himself after he kills a coup, or, or what, exactly. Maybe him and Ashi can live happily ever after. Barf. Uh, <laughs> barf emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my reaction to, like, everything right now is barf emoji. <laughs> or she can, I don't know, she can marry, like, the ghost of the wandering Scotsman. Ew. Yeah, yeah. So, I agree that this was one of the weakest this was definitely the weakest episode so far it makes me look back at the other ones and be like oh maybe they weren't so bad except that you know I still have my critiques of them uh, I think <laughs> I think that the show could still turn a corner and write itself I don't think that that's very likely to happen I think that it's going to be something like Jack dies, so Ashi avenges him. Ashi dies, so Jack gets his. That gives Jack the strength to do whatever he needs to do. 
or or none of that, and somehow the Scotsman's daughters are involved. Like, I just, like. Yeah, it's 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 hard to like. I'm really I'm really curious about that. I think that's one of the things that's like really keeping me interested in the show. I I have a feeling we're entering into a dark period for the season in in total. What do you mean by dark period? Well, I, I think that they put a lot of the budget money in the first the few first, episodes, yeah, and I agree. in the last few episodes, and I think that everything in between then is like kind of filler, kind of like extra, like other story, but. I guess it's, like, less important, which really pisses me off, because, like, this is Ashi's time, and it's just, like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. I also think, I'm looking forward to seeing more Aku. Like, yeah. I, I really want to see more Aku. I really want I really want more domestic scenes with him. I want to see more of his, like, emotional state. If there's anyone um, that we see a domestic scene with, it's Aku. I really, yeah, I would love to see him back to Oh, there's, there's who could live happily ever after, Jack and Aku. Maybe they don't kill each other. Maybe they get <laughs> maybe married. Maybe they shack up. Maybe they, maybe they realize that fighting is not the answer, and they need to give, uh, get rid of their hate. Could happen. I think we need to close out, though. Should I do the thing? Yeah. All right. Misa say podcast out, babe. Oh no! I thought you were gonna do skirmish. Yeah, I know. I thought I'd I thought I'd uh, fake you out and do something different. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs>